Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Well, good morning, everyone. Jeff Deverter, Chief Technology Evangelist for us here at Rackspace. Welcome to Cloud Talk Live. I'm so glad that you guys are all here today. Now, as always, you know, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Uh, we're so glad that you have uh, chosen to spend some time with us here this morning. And, uh, you know, you've got the, the little comment section. You know, I'd love to know who you are. I'd love to know where you are. You're going to be uh, delighted with my guest today and want to comment and get some questions in for her. But I'm going to save who that is for just a little bit. But if you've been watching LinkedIn, you know who it is. It's Fasul. She is here from Microsoft, and I can't wait to have our conversation. But as always, if you want to get a hold of us over here at Rackspace, I'd love for you to send us an email at solve at rackspace.com. Of course, Solve is our thought leadership program. Any interactions with us here at the Solve program, they're non-sales related, so feel free to just comment away over there. I'd love for you to uh, to reach out. Let us know what you're thinking of the program. If you have any ideas for the future, maybe a guest idea. We'd love to hear from you. All right. With that, guys, a uh, reminder that you can always find all of the information uh, about uh, the program, our guest, the news articles, the updates from the providers over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 116. This is episode 116. That's an awful lot of episodes, folks. And uh, But you can, find, uh, you can find all the information out about today's over there. Also, as always, you can find... Um, the audio for these programs in the Cloud Talk podcast stream. Hey, Ahmed, welcome. Glad that you are here. Oh, from Jordan. You are. Uh, we don't oftentimes get folks from Jordan, but I'm glad you're here today. Uh, but you can find the audio in the podcast stream and the podcast Cloud Talk can be found anywhere that podcasts are found. And this week's episode has Rick Grunhagen. He's the CTO of Innovize, and they have gone through an amazing transformation over the past several years, going from client, server, and desktop applications to completely cloud native. And Innovize and I, uh, Rick and I talk about that whole transformation. And as always, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Guys, this is my reminder for you. We do this every single episode. They have their warning, Shields Up. And if you want to learn more about what that means, just head over to cisa.gov slash shields hyphen up to learn about it. Now, we have a global audience here. We see folks from Jordan, from India. We always have folks from uh, the UK in here. Uh, don't be afraid of the fact this is a U.S. government website. This is just information for you to have there. How can you help protect yourselves and your organizations to be more prepared against cyber attacks? It's a heightened time for that right now. So let's be prepared, folks. You know who is interested in all things security? My new best friend, Vasul Jakal. Now, Vasul is a, a corporate vice president over at, uh, at Microsoft, and she oversees all things as it relates to security and compliance and identity and privacy. Such simple little things to worry about. Isn't that right, Vasul? I'm sure your day is lackluster and boring. So uh, welcome to the program, Vasul. 
It's so great to be here with you, Jeff, and thank you for the warm welcome. And hello to everyone. I see Vishal and Ahmad and Dinesh and Michael and let's see, Rajraj and Marie, Marisha from Chile. Wow. Yeah, oh, Chile. So Isn't that welcome, amazing? Welcome. It is quite the global audience here at Club. It, it is. It's so fun. I love, I, I'm, it's going to be such a fun conversation and shields up for certain. Pay attention to the CISA warnings. It's an interesting time in our world where the very uh, fabric of trust is being challenged and it's our responsibilities as defenders to come together. So thrilled to be here and let's get into it, Jeff. That's right. Hey, you know, you just used the word, um, you defined yourselves as defenders. And, and in preparation for today, I watched lots of the videos that you've got out there. And I love the fact that you keep referring to yourself and your team and everybody involved in this as defenders. Why don't you define really what, what we're talking about there? Yeah, it's a great question. And I do think the word defender is really important because I, if I look at what's happening around the world, it's a pretty asymmetric battle that we're fighting. And, you know, there's a thriving economy of um, threat actors and threats. Yeah. And so if I classify that as bad people trying to do bad things. Yeah. I look at the other side and I call us all defenders. It's all the community that comes together who's fighting cyber attacks in their own way. Sometimes it requires being in the front lines in the trenches like an analyst. Sometimes it requires great engineering code. Sometimes it requires a conversation like that, like what we are having. And whether it's art or science or anything in between, we need all kinds of skill sets and all kinds of diversity for cybersecurity. So those are the people, those are the techniques I call defense and defenders. I love it. Now, you said uh, in that, in your past 30 seconds of, of comments, I've got about 30 hours of questions for you, but we have a, <laughs> just a shorter program. Uh, and, and I want to pick a few words apart that you use. One was uh, the fact that the, the, the ability to be a defender and the need for us to have defenders is one that is best served when diversity is a part of, of the picture. Let's unpack that a little bit and how that helps us to, to help make the world a little, little safer place. Yeah, it's one of my favorite questions and subjects to tackle. So thank you for that. You know, if I look around the world right now, Jeff, it's a pretty intense cyber situation. And you talked about it. We set shields up. Uh, let me share some stats and then I'll get to why diversity really matters, right? There's 579 attacks that are happening per second, per second. So that's translating to billions of dollars, billions of attacks and trillions of dollars of economic uh, impact. We've seen an increase of 150% in this, 667% in phishing. And even Microsoft technologies have blocked billions of attacks. So yeah. you look around the world and you're seeing attacks come from everywhere, from every place, from of every type. So attackers are reflecting the diversity of the world that exists. And the defenders need to reflect the same diversity so that we can stay one step ahead. And cyber very much is a cat and mouse game. I mean, these attackers are smart and defenders have to be yeah. smarter. But if we do not represent the whole world, whether it's genders or countries or ethnicities or skill sets or backgrounds, how exactly are we going to fight the defenders and meet them? And that's why I think I'm such a big uh, proponent of diversity, because we need cognitive diversity. We need to think about things that we may have not thought. We need all yes. the bad ideas and all the good ideas to tackle it. And by the way, lastly, we need to create an inclusive environment, because if mm -hmm. we have diversity, but if we don't make people feel like they really belong, we're going to lose. And that's why diversity and inclusion matters. And security, after all, is a big 
uh, team sport and it takes a village. It really does. It really does. Now, one of the things I wanted to, to talk about a little as well is, you know, very often when when a company uh, is looking at a cloud provider and they're thinking about who they're going to use, you know, they're, they're, they're a lot of times making a singular decision. But one of the things that I find, and, and I've been following and working with Microsoft for so long, that we talk about, uh, we just talked this whole conversation about diversity and inclusion, but you take that to a technical level as well. You aren't a monolithic cloud that is focused solely on the Microsoft world. You're a cloud that thinks multi-cloud. Your tools span outside almost, it seems, in some cases, more than in, well, not more than inside, but yours, it's an equal opportunity environment, especially as it relates to the security tools. So let's talk a little bit about Microsoft's multi-cloud approach, yeah. especially as it relates to security. Absolutely. But just, I'm going to just take a pause because I'm looking, we talked about diversity and I'm watching your audience and yeah. we have people from uh, Southern California and India and Mexico. I think I saw Costa Rica, T Tanzania. Tanzania. I saw Tanzania. I mean, so like, I mean this like I think I saw Peru as well in there. Like this is diversity. So uh, right. kudos to you and the team for us just really reaching because if we can have more defenders, our world is going to get better. And the more diversity we have, the better we are. So I just wanted to really, really and acknowledge and celebrate that. And thank you everyone for joining and thank you for all everything you do. All right, so let's talk multi-cloud. Yes. So it is, you're very right. The philosophy of Microsoft security is Attacks come from everywhere, and we need to protect our customers' digital estate across the board. Because if we do it in silos, then those silos create gaps, and where there are gaps, they are prime for exploitation. And that's what we're seeing attackers do. They're like targeting those things. That's why we also believe in deep partnerships like the partnership we have with Rackspace. At, at the fundamental level of this, Microsoft security is all about multi-platform and multi-cloud, and it's about comprehensive end-to-end -end security. So let's start with comprehensive and what that means. We anchor on the basis that attacks need, that we need to protect outside in. So whether it's cyber threats like ransomware or nation state or all of, all of that. And we need to protect inside out, insider risk management, information protection. In fact, we made a really big announcement on uh, information protection and data governance yesterday. So we need to protect both sides of this and identity is that circum circumference as well as management. So Microsoft Security looks at security, compliance, identity management and privacy yep. as an interdependent whole. And as you can imagine, for that interdependent whole, you need to protect people across clouds. So we are very proud of the innovation that we've driven with our partners like you and your team, Jeff, on how do we protect multi-clouds? We've announced uh, things like security posture and workload protection now for Google Cloud as well as Amazon Cloud. We also have endpoint or device protection on Android and iOS, and we'll continue to work from that because we have a singular mission, which is to make our world a safer place. And to make our world a safer place, we have to protect people at where they are and offer them choices of how they want to uh, live their lives and do their work. That's uh, quite a mission to be on. Now, you know, when I talked about the areas, at least as what you've linked, listed on LinkedIn as the areas you're focused on at, at Microsoft, identity being one of those. And isn't that one of those areas that, that you know, it spans everything and it, it is at the heart and at the core of helping ensure that somebody is is who they are, is doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and tracking that. So, so what are some of the approaches as it relates to identity that Microsoft helps to uh, helps to defend? 
yeah, identity for certain has become this battleground of security. And as I'm speaking right now, the sun is shining brightly on my In and face. out of the clouds, that is okay. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, Daniel, um, didn't expect that. But identity truly has become the battleground of security. We're seeing a lot of like brute force password attacks, billions of attacks really on the identity forefront. And it's important because as we launch into the future, whether it's the metaverse or more digitization, you know, identity is going to be the fabric of trust. From an identity standpoint, what we focused on first is just get the foundations right. I mean, have your first line of defense. Things like multi-factor authentication. I know it sounds so simple for you and me. I know it sounds simple probably for everyone listening to this, but it, you'll be surprised at how many customers have not adopted multi-factor authentication. The last statistic I have is 17% of our customers have really adopted multi-factor authentication. And even that is up from single digits mm. uh, just over a year back. So while it may seem like progress, I mean, 83% have not adopted. So please do that. And I know sometimes it gets in the way of experience. That's why we have things like passwordless technology, which are helping ease that. But that first line of defense is important because we all have a complicated relationship with our passwords. I do for certain. So we need to solve that. The That's a great line, way to say it, a complicated relationship with our passwords, AKA we hate them and we hate changing them. Exactly. I can't remember them. Uh, and then the second one is, you know, we need to have that comprehensive defense in identity, whether it's identity security thing or or it is identity life cycle across governance and privilege identities and all that, all of that you need to have. Yeah. And this comes back to the framework that I'm a big fan of, which is zero trust. Mm -hmm. And zero mm -hmm. trust, if you look at it, it has three anchors. And the first one is around making sure that you verify explicitly. So things like conditional access. Uh, where just don't take it for granted that someone just because they are in your system need are are immune to attacks or it's, it's even right to give them permission. So having um, making sure you're verifying explicitly continuously with conditional access, making sure you grant least privileged access. So no more blanket access to everyone. And then making sure that you have the advanced tools toolkit that you need to protect people is going to be important. And identity needs to work in conjunction with device management and security, as well as compliance to offer robust protection. That's right. And so much of those tools and capabilities, regardless of cloud of choice, are available in the in the clouds. And, and so often, um, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're, folks will be moving their VMs in, but they're not going to adopt everything that, that is ultimately available there. I, I read a stat earlier this year, and it was that uh, somebody was pretty audacious. They said that every... Um, Every uh, cyber intrusion that occurred in 2021 occurred because the basics of blocking and tackling and security weren't done. Things weren't patched. Yeah. Passwords weren't secure. Um, uh, it, machines were old. Uh, firewalls weren't, weren't hardened. And, and it's those, those basic things. And it's actually one of the reasons why I say that a move out into the cloud, even if you're not going to get into the whole transformative aspect of it, puts you on a fabric of security that you couldn't dream of creating in your own data center. I love that you said that because it's so important you're, and you're so right. And we've seen that when batches need to be happen, when batches need to happen, as you said, and you don't have control over that as an example, and you don't even know what that server is that needs patching. It's super hard to get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why cloud really matters. And even going back to the identity conversation, when customers ask me, where should I start? I said, just start with a great cloud identity. 
Just yeah. start there. And ma many customers, as we know, Jeff, are on this cloud transition journey anyways, but it's a journey, right? It takes time. And so offering them the right tools, making sure that we have security and we're thinking of security from the very beginning and building that in is going to be important for us. But great point on cloud, why cloud really matters and why cloud is more secure. Yeah. Hey, uh, Orlando just makes the comment. He says, I still see people using Windows XP. Uh, great for its day. Not so much anymore. Uh, and with passwords like password one, two, three. So, so if we go back to the beginning conversation where how'd you define defender? You know, part of being a defender, and I think it's every, uh, everyone who touches a computer has got to have the posture of a defender. And even if you don't think that your system is that important, that your data isn't that important. You know what, these, these systems are oftentimes used in distributed attacks. They're, they're launching points, they are stepping stones. So it really is all of our responsibility to in a sense do the right thing with our, uh, with our operating systems and, and taking passwords and MFA extraordinarily seriously. Yeah, and, and I'll add to that, right? It starts with us and mm -hmm. it starts with education of our families, of our communities, because the awareness of security, the good news, Jeff, is security now is a household name because yes. you're watching what's happening in the world. You're watching Ukraine, you're watching all the attacks and you're like, well, the cyber thing seems like a big deal. And I know when my mom and dad tell me like, okay, now we finally understand that you're not a security guard and that yeah. cyber security is something different. I think it's made, I've made a transition there. But yeah. now it's up to us to protect our families, our communities, to educate them. So great question, Orlando. And I would say, let's go, let's adopt things like password lists where we can. These tools are available. Let's start with multi-factor authentication. One person, one company at a time. That's right. And even from a personal perspective, every every banking website you go to, every insurance, every 401k, every one of those types of things that you're utilizing has these capabilities generally there. If you're not already enabled, Go find it inside of there. It's it's you're going to find it. It's going to be there. Exactly. Um, so one of the things you talk about a lot as well is as we think about you know we have I'll call us the the citizen defender you know the folks who don't make our living in it but the folks who actually do make their living in it some pretty serious skills gap you've spoken about this at at length and in in, uh, in the past and in fact I've heard the stat in uh, is that for every two jobs in security that are filled there's another one that's not filled how is Microsoft helping uh, the world in raising the game as it relates to security professionals in the world because you've made some pretty significant moves in this space. Yeah, we did. And thank you for bringing that up. So I'll start with what we announced last year is we announced this initiative to train 250,000 people by 2025, which is, it's a big one. And Brad Smith, our president, who is wonderful, and I partnered on how do we really raise that awareness and get people educated and particularly partnering with community colleges to mm -hmm. make sure that we are driving that awareness and training across the board. The second thing we're doing is we are partnering with many organizations on um, training, diverse training as well. So organizations like Girls Security or Girl Scouts are two that come top of mind. We also work with uh, our partner teams on that education. We want to start tackling awareness, right? And also like training right from the beginning from middle school, high school, colleges, we need to use different techniques to educate. And then, you know, a lot of people, Jeff, today learn differently. Like really we do. live in a different world. You know, they go to YouTube, they go to their own video channels, they're learning and they're cleaning insights. So we need to make great content available there in ways people can understand that. So we also launched a major skilling initiative 
to put more content on cyber education. So things like certifications, but also just if you're seeking for information, seeking information, we need to be able to train you. So across the board, whether it is the 250,000 people by 2025, and now we've expanded that to 24 countries, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as well as making ba the basics available to a large community of people are some of the things we're doing at Microsoft. That's incredible. Uh, what an investment in in the global community. A um, couple of, maybe a last question or two. As I was preparing for today and spent a little time on your LinkedIn profile and got down to your influencers, uh, things that influence you, and I think this is going to lend into that. You know, I, I look at your education and, you know, some amazing um, institutions and you list them also as, as the influencing institutions, whether it's Stanford, whether it's, you know, University in Panay or um, in Minnesota. But then you also listen con, list Khan Academy, which really stands apart. Now, when my kids were younger, you know, my youngest uh, very much utilized that. But I think that's an interesting juxtaposition and I think really speaks to the fact that people learn in different ways and, and different times. They really do. And I love Khan Academy because, you know, sometimes we're in this mode of, I have a question right now. I'm sure as we are talking, people have questions. What is this and what is that? And you want that instant education. And I just think snackable videos and information on the internet is so valuable. So you, so that's, that's definitely one of my favorite places to go. I do love the Khan Academy. My son's done some really interesting stuff through that. So it's, it's quite a resource uh, available to everyone, of course. Um, also, you know, you've been at Microsoft for a few years now, but you had listed inside of one of your, you know, people who you... Um, were influenced by was, of course, Satya Nadella. How was it going from a, somebody who was your influencer to somebody who was your boss? It's, it is absolutely wonderful. I mean, for uh, for all of you, I mean, you see Satya, and if you see Satya, he just has this amazing energy and leadership around him, and he's everything like that and a whole lot more. Yeah. And so it's just like a real honor and real privilege to be part of Microsoft uh, to be in the trenches every single day with this leadership team mm -hmm. and to learn from the best. And what I have, um, the, the reason I came to Microsoft, Jeff, and the reason Satya inspires me so much is it's such a mission-driven culture. And it's just to do good for humanity. It's keeping that at the center of what we do. It's using a growth mindset in every aspect, like really curiosity and learning. And every time pushing the boundaries of innovation in positive ways. So, you know, when we say like our mission is to empower every single person and every organization in the world to do more, and how incredible is that? And Amazing. being a defender myself, I feel well to do that. You know, we have to protect our world. So they feel safe because if I look at Maslow's hierarchy, yeah. gosh, what a privilege for us to be in security, Jeff. Like, yeah, what a, what a great way to put it. Food, water, shelter, safety. It's like right there. And we get to be part of that. Amazing. I think it's incredible. So, um, yes, Satya inspires me every single day. He's just a kind, compassionate and brilliant leader. And there are many others at Microsoft who inspire me every day because they are exactly like Satya. Yeah, it's an amazing team. I had the opportunity to meet him a few years ago and present to the leadership team there. And what an, an incredible group. And it just it just seems to get better. Uh, okay, last question for you before I let you get on with the rest of your day. So um, we are we are privileged and honored to have had some amazing women in tech uh, here this year come on. And what I'd love to let each uh, woman participant be able to have a, a chance to speak back to is I, we get lots of com communication from folks going, hey, I'm going to take this home and show it to my 12-year-old daughter, my 8-year-old. 
eight-year-old daughter. Technology has an opportunity here. So I'd love for you to kind of speak to, in a sense, maybe speak to 12-year-old you or a 12-year-old, whoever it might be, to encourage them that this is a career that is achievable by absolutely anyone, but especially them. Oh, that's such a great question. Well, I'll I'll tell all those incredible 12-year-olds out there, and this is what I would have told my 12-year-old self, because that's what my mom told me. A, you can be whoever you want to be. It's your choice. You have to decide. You have so much brilliance and so much talent and so many superpowers. And when you think of superpowers and you think of all those things you love, think security, because it truly is made of the stuff that superheroes are made of. You mm-hmm. get to defend the world. You get to bring your amazing skill set and superpower to it, whether it's art or science or philosophy or anything you love. We need great videos and we need great storytelling and we need great engineering and we need great coding because security is going to take a village. And some of the brightest and best innovation and fun and creativity is going to happen here. And you know what we need to do more than anything else? We need to simplify it. So everyone feels like they belong to it. Mm. So choose cybersecurity because I know it will be a very meaningful journey for you. But more than that, be who you are meant to be and just unleash your own superpower. So that is amazing advice. And uh, and thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to visit with us here today. And everybody all around the world who tuned in to, uh, to get to hear from you, um, have an amazing day. And thanks again for being here. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you. And thank you, Daniel, for all the work behind the scenes. Super grateful to be here. Congratulations on 116th episode. Can you believe it? That's a lot of episodes. It's amazing. And what a great crowd. So thank you to everyone who joined. It's just lovely to see the diversity and go security. So one right. thank you. Thank you, Chad. All right, everyone. Uh, boy, what a, an amazing interview. I think you're going to want to go back and rewatch that. Well, uh, as mentioned before, of course, this is episode 116. You can find all of the information for it over at uh, rackspace.com slash solve slash 116. Guys, thought leadership, no one's selling to you there, but great information and great uh, knowledge. So go check that out. Uh, Let's move on. That means we get to get into what's going on this week in the cloud. So with that, let's, uh, let's see what the news is. All right. So far, first out of the gate is a really interesting article you want to get to your C-suite, and that is from the Cloud, Cloud Security Alliance. Uh, their paper offers executive management guidance on factors to consider when implementing serverless architecture. So how do we do this in a secure way? How do we do this in an effective way? Great article. Go check it out. You can find it over, of course, rexspace.com slash solve slash 116. Now, we're just talking about jobs with Vasul. What are the five most in-demand jobs today, uh, according to a recent survey. Here's what they are. Ready for it? Uh, Virtualization engineer, cloud data engineer, cloud engineer, cloud security analyst. See, security is fitting into there. It's one of the most in-demand jobs. And then lastly, cloud automation engineer. These are the most common and in-demand jobs. Guys, there are so many jobs out there. If you're thinking cloud, you're thinking tech, this is where you're going to want to focus. All right. So uh, with that, let's see what's new from our friends over across all of the clouds. We'll start, of course, with AWS. And uh, new from AWS this week uh, is uh, they are introducing 35 new resource types in their CloudFormation registry. Now, of course, CloudFormation is how you, in in a programmatic, automated way, deploy your goodness out into AWS. Uh, You find these tools and capabilities across all of the providers. Uh, Microsoft has uh, their capabilities around blueprints and such. 
such. But over here on AWS, it's about CloudFormation Registry. So check that out if you are in the AWS space. Now, new from Azure, it's new stuff in their static website. Uh, their public preview, stable URLs for preview environments in Azure static web apps. So if you are using static web apps, it's a way to very easily post and publish a, a site uh, that is not the most dynamic in the world, but of course, very static. So uh, now stable URLs for things that are in, in preview. So check that out. And then lastly, from over at our friends at Google, backend subnetting for internal HTTPS load balancers improves performance and stability. So, uh, you know, again, guys, some of these additions that we see coming from the cloud providers don't always have to do with some brand new feature. But what is so impressive about these guys, all of the providers, is that they continue to add new features on top of new features, either making them more capable, having a broader reach, or of course, making them more secure, making friends like Vasool much more happy. All right. So that's the uh, the latest in cloud releases. Uh, you can find all of the information out and links to those three releases over at uh, rackspace.com slash solve slash 116. Now, again, this is a thought leadership program. Now, I don't really have anything to sell but new information other than where I'm looking for more people to come and hang out with us over here at Rackspace. So I am here to sell you some Rackspace as an employment opportunity. So what is that job of the day where we've got here for you? Big data engineer. So we need a new big data engineer. Actually, we need a few of them over specifically in the AWS space. Now, in this role, you'll work directly with customers and our team to help enable innovation through continuous hands-on deployment across the, the technology stacks inside of AWS. So go check that out. You can find that information, of course, at 116 and, uh, and a link to that job to learn more. Reminder, folks, that uh, you can get the audio from this episode of our Cloud Talk Live, which is a lovely little video program, but also all of our podcast-only episodes. Again, Rick Grunhagen is the most recent one that we have this week. Well, folks, that is going to, I think, about do it for us here at uh, Cloud Talk Live for this episode. I, of course, want to thank our sponsor, App Dynamics, Guys, if you have applications and those applications run on technology, you need you some App Dynamics. Uh, software observability. We did an episode on them yesterday. I'd encourage you to go watch that on YouTube or Twitter or LinkedIn. Uh, you'll still find it alive there. We show some screenshots and, and talk with uh, a sales engineer about exactly how to implement this and the value of not just monitoring your applications, but especially when we're talking cloud native, how to do that in a safe, secure, in a way that actually pulls the needles out of the haystack that you didn't even know were there. All right, everybody. I hope you have an amazing week. We're back next week. This is Jeff DeBurner. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.